the football frenzy. Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The football frenzy on Cofield and Company. Company. Three o'clock hours here. Willie, Cofield, Twin Peaks. Monday Night Football is coming up. You got the uh, share of a lapse. Two bucks, four bucks, six dollars. Big beer under four dollars. Of course, the level of 80s of Twin Peaks are here. Uh, news in from college football. We'll get to more football on the college front with Tom Ramsey, who played at UCLA, calls a lot of Pac-12 games, called the Kimmel Bowl. Also was a quarterback for the Patriots back in the day. He's coming up. In about 15, Ohio State, Rose Bowl. I mean, I don't blame kids who are going to the NFL. Um, Looks like both of their top receivers, although they've got plenty of weapons, but their top guys that you know about, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, opt out of the Rose Bowl. Haskell Garrett, hometown hero, he's out as well. So I was just checking the number. Was six and a half, now it's six. So two pretty big absences on the Ohio State side. Uh, Raiders list of COVID positives include? The Raiders list of positives now include? K.J. Wright. K.J. Wright. Darius Phylon. Denzel Perryman. Patrick Amwasor. Corey Littleton. Casey Hayward. I didn't hear you mention Brian Perriman earlier. So Perriman yeah, and Hayward. Perriman. Yep, oh and then and then yesterday, just before the game, Mariota and Edwards Jeez. went on the list. That was that was like I don't know in the morning. So Paul Gutierrez just tweeted out um, that last week after Cleveland, they woke up after winning in Cleveland and had zero players on the list. This afternoon, they have eleven. So, you know, it's it's still obviously it's we're as you mentioned at the top, we're getting out of Christmas break. A lot of play. I mean, now the NFL played on Christmas and and facilities were open, so there was only so much that teams could do. So I mean, as far like the like the NHL, that's that's what I'm, I mean. You, they went through a shutdown, a quick shutdown, but they had, took the holidays off to spend time with family. There's a, there's a league I'm curious to see how the Christmas break affected them. You know, NFL was business as usual. So they really had to have the season on the brain, and it comes with being a professional football player. Same with the NBA, right? I mean, right? That's, that's the big – when the NBA schedule is released during the summer, that's the big news is who's playing on Christmas. So um, the Raiders have said – They are 100% vaccinated, every player. They need one negative test to get off the reserve COVID list. No guarantee that the negative tests come in time to make the trip to Indy. So if they test a positive today, starting tomorrow, we'll start. I think we'd already have heard if Brian Edwards 
um, or Mariota tested negative. But these guys that may be asymptomatic that are that are testing positive, they got a they got a couple of days for them tests to come in. Total test around the NFL today is positives one oh I think one oh six went on the list, ninety six positives. I think that was the right number. One hundred oh That's a correct. 106 yes. players went on the list. Yep. They all tested positive, including 96 today. We had news yesterday that Cole Beasley of the Bills, well, you know he missed the game. He's unvaccinated. He's a uh, he's a freedom guy. Talked about that a lot before the season. Uh, according to Chris Mortensen, he's been fined, I guess. Why don't they make this public? Uh, he's been fined behind the scenes upwards of $100,000 now. He makes $261,000 a game. He will get paid for the game's he misses, which, by the way, wouldn't that be the ultimate incentive for getting vaccinated if that was the goal of the NFL before the season? Um, because cl- clearly, yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly the push to get guys vaccinated didn't work with everyone. And just missing a game or games, like with Joey Bosa, has not been enough to incentivize him getting vaccinated. So Beasley upwards of about $100,000 in fine so far. Uh, basic stuff, just you know, ignoring protocols around the facility, yeah. which, which I'm sure you know anyone who works at a place and you know you watch coworkers walk around and not follow the rules. It's it can be infuriating. And this started back in August. He it was did, fined fourteen. He was yep. fined fourteen thousand six hundred when league officials were in the facility to review protocols with the Bills. Um, the NFL did that with all 32 teams. So it wasn't just isolating, hunting for, you know, some. But um, Beasley was observed by one of the league officials when not complying with mandatory protocols for unvaccinated players, which I'm assuming has to deal with masks, distancing. Um, but, yeah, one source estimates the fines for him have reached the sum of 100000 and that's collectively, not just, you know, so – Fifty percent of one game, but yeah, I think the incentive—I think the incentives out there. I mean, I, I would imagine they'd have to—they would have had to clear that with the CBA, with the union, in terms of being able to say if you are unvaccinated and you get on the COVID list and you miss a game, you don't get paid. Steelers not good yesterday. Boy, I was on some dead dogs yesterday. Oof. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I had the Steelers. They were I was, terrible. I told all my bets that, that day last week when I mentioned I was jumping on the yeah. opposite side of COVID. Yeah. All of them got slaughtered. All three. I loved four teams yesterday. Are I you a square? If so, you won. Unless you had the Texans. That wasn't a square play. I didn't have Texans. Here's a, I, I love four games. Now, listening to, of course, every Sunday I listen to you. Well, you, you weren't there yesterday, but I listened to the Adams yesterday at, at the uh, Westgate. And, I, dude, they were saying goodbye. I, ha- I had the, tw- the text was written out to Adam Hill. I was going to say, hey, do you have a 50 in your pocket? I want a money line parlay on the Rams, the Lions, and the Jets. I ran it through the parlay calculator. It would have paid 560 bucks because because usually the parlay cal- or calculators are based on 100 It would have paid ten grand. Um or five thousand, excuse me. No, 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 five hundred. It would have paid a thousand dollars, a hundred dollar, a uh, hundred dollar wager on that money line parlay. But the Lions couldn't hold out. But 
as far as the do- the the dog plays in general, I like the Rams, I like the Lions, I like the Jets, and I like the Cowboys. So four and zero with the games that I really liked, but I didn't pull the trigger and have. I would have lost. <laughs> I didn't need to parlay them. I, I would have <laughs> lost my. I would have lost the the money line play on the. I actually probably would have. You know what I really like is round robins with you have a, a lot of pluses, and you do the three twos and the three, or if you have four. You just round robin some twos and threes and an all. Steelers were terrible. We'll tell you about the Steelers and Tomlin complaining after the game. And also, assistant coach interviews can begin. So You're excited. Re- reports out there. Well, you know, certain guys I mentioned on the Raiders list, I virtually guarantee you, almost guarantee you, they are going to talk to them. Um, you know, one of the first guys on the list will be Todd Bowles. Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune up today by calling 577-2600. This is Cofield and Company. Santa Claus is coming to town. How'd you make out, Willie? Decent gifts? I did. I got some really cool uh, handkerchiefs. <laughs> okay. I got that doesn't some, sound that exciting. I got some cool stuff. You know, it's it's got to the point where every time – I don't have a lot of people in my life, to be honest with you. So mom asks me, she and then I kind of ignore her. She, so she goes through Jordan. Jordan bugs me. Jordan knows the one or two things. So – I don't necessarily. World, what do we need? Yeah, that's just it. It's it's stuff, you know. And I get it, most thrilled by simple stuff. Like I, I, I always tell the SO, I'm like, don't try too hard. This right. is basically what I need. Like my shoe collection is a nightmare. So she just got me a bunch of shoes, and I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. I because like, I because okay. I'm too cheap to buy them. So anything I'm too cheap to buy for myself, just get me. I'll tell you some cool stuff. And it's not even like cra- it's not even like crazy exorbitant items. It's basic items. Three cool things I got. So. The, the Nikes I'm wearing right now, Jordan got me. They kind of got like a little earth tone. There's some forces. Um, they got the little fabric. They're almost like a, it's like a Yeezy fabric, but it's the Nike. Oh, wow, look at this. Uh, Sydney, who is a trainer at the Perfect Gym, got me some custom, so these leather vans. But she had the Perfect logo, like it is here on the hoodie. She had them airbrushed onto the shoes. You know who made out really good for Christmas at my house? The dog. Between Jordan, the girls from the gym, my mom, some members at the gym, they all got Kahlua something. Kahlua's got, I mean, this this kid's got toys for days. I saw your, your glamour shot up on the ESPN Twitter account. You with Kahlua in front of a Christmas tree. That was very nice. Yeah. Was, uh, like my Two of my three cats are very angry. I, uh, I sent out a picture of uh, myself with one of them. The other, I can't hold all three at the same time, so. A little anger there. Kalu and I went to downtown Summerlin one day since it's very dog-friendly. Checked out that lazy dog joint. But we walked around, and I did spot little photo shoots and had people just, hey, can you take a picture of me and my dog? And, of course, oh, who's going to say no? Exactly. A little wiener dog, so, right? Yeah, so, and, and, uh, and when you have the iPhone with the live feature, you know, even if he moves his head, you could, realistically, you can edit and make the, the key photo, screenshot it, and then get three photos out of one picture. So, um I did one for Insta. I did one for Facebook. I sent it to my guy, Lee, and he designed the graphic arts, and I 
sort of played off the word pops and spelled the P-A-W-P-S and had fun with that. So, as a matter of fact, Maddie, who's walking around here. The What's girl, going on here? You need to get off the air and talk to the women at Twin Peaks. The they, gr- like, they like the dog talk more yeah, than I the do. The girl that you mentioned a couple weeks ago that said that, hey, he came, she came over, she's got, she said. She's a wiener yeah. devotee, wiener dog devotee. She walked over and she, when I got here, and she came up to me, she goes, oh, my God, the, the graphic of you and Kahlua for Christmas. Was ah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up, on, up on Instagram, huh? All right, sure. so. I'm glad you did well. I'm glad you did you well. Know, All right, let's get content. into uh, some of the latest football news. Let's do it. Let's get ready for what is left of the bowl season, the Final Four at the end of the week. Tom Ramsey played at UCLA, played in the NFL, was with the Patriots and the Colts, and Tom joined Steve and Willie here in Las Vegas. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, Merry Christmas and uh, anticipated Happy New Year. Yes, let's hope we can get to New Year with uh, without all of us getting COVID. Not to be a downer, but um, I, w- I wanted to get I want to get into what's going on with the bowl games. But first, I got to get you in on a conversation yeah. we had earlier, and we were talking about uh, Favre getting surpassed by Aaron Rodgers. And you know, one of the things that's glaring when you see it is that Favre threw 336 interceptions. Rodgers hasn't thrown a hundred yet. As a guy who played at a high level in college, played in the NFL. Can you, do you have a better appreciation for what that means with all the passes these guys throw? The guy's attempted 7,100 passes. He's got like 93 interceptions. That's nuts. Uh, that It's absolutely nuts it, because I think I, threw, I think I threw 10 interceptions in six years and not a whole lot of starts. So yeah. let me just put it into perspective. Winning in the NFL – is so damn hard, and Brady and Rodgers make it look easy, and it ain't. <laughs> it's not easy. There's not one minute of an NFL game that's easy. I will tell you that. But to throw, yeah, considering you know Favre was the gunslinger and a great player, uh, Aaron Rodgers has taken passing efficiency to a whole new level. That's crazy. Tom Ramsey's with us. Uh, let's break into a little college football here. So we, we've we had some cancellations. The Arizona Bowl lost Boise State, so Central Michigan's sitting there. The Sun Bowl lost Miami, so they're trying to match up Central Michigan and Washington State on, what, four days' notice. Um, first of all, before we get to any sort of matchup and, you know, prepping on four days, what do you make of what's going on right now? It, it seems like the, the COVID protocol – Maybe doesn't match what's going on right now. I'm seeing a lot of people screaming and yelling that we're canceling games, and maybe we shouldn't be. Yeah, well, let's look at the bigger picture. Who on earth is going to watch the Arizona Bowl? And I don't care who's playing in it. It's going up against the college football playoff games. Good like, point. Whoever, who, whoever actually scheduled that should be fired, uh, <laughs> just saying. Um, number two... Yeah, you know what, I think it's easy these days to go, yeah, COVID, and yeah, transfer portal, and yeah, we got some guys hurt, and oh, we have three other people that are going to the NFL, they're not going to play. You know what, everyone's gotten soft, everyone's got, everyone should just eat marshmallows, you sit with a bag of popcorn, tell the kids to go outside and play. I used to tell my kids, Get outside, go play in the yard. Better yet, play in the street. Fall down, get cut up, come in, put a Band-Aid on it, go back outside. Like, come on. 
You'd have no problem playing on four days' notice, a change matchup. It's football's football. No. You know, hey, both sides aren't going to be as hey. prepped as they want to be. Well, you know, listen, I'm a football purist. I think the games should be played, and I'm disappointed like every fan that's, you know, clamoring for more football because guess what, everyone? As soon as the Super Bowl's over, we all just go in the tank and just go, when does the preseason start for the NFL next year? Oh, it's August. Great. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, we could watch football year-round, Yeah, and, and – and guys would play football year-round if they got paid to play. Yeah. I, I think now with this whole uh, name, image, likeness, like, I mean, I'm thinking if I was at UCLA, I'd go get a Domino's pizza deal because we had Domino's delivered every night to our apartment. <laughs> I'd get a Monty's Steakhouse deal because I was up there on Fridays and Saturday. Well, sure. I should say Saturday nights, uh, not Fridays. Um and then, what was the other? There was one other really good place in, uh, like, Westwood Village. You know, I think it was called Mario's Pizza every Wednesday night. I mean, I would have all kinds of deals. Tom Ramsey's with us. What is that? The <laughs> the Monty's on, uh, what, in Woodland Hills? Is that the one? Uh, well, well the one. Th- th- now that you brought it up, it is related. Yes, Michael Levine, so Woodland Hills and... It used to be on top of uh, a Westwood Plaza building, right in right in middle of Westwood. It was the best restaurant in town by far. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, did you see the news in that Ohio State, some of their best players, Olave, um, the other receiver, Garrett Wilson, Haskell Garrett, who's actually a Vegas local, they're now out of the Rose Bowl. So what do you think about guys going to the NFL and they're like, it's just not worth it to play in this game that doesn't have a lot of meaning? Yeah, you know, Ohio State's got, they're soft too. I mean, you know, Ohio State has more talent. They do they do less with more than any team I've seen. Oh, they wow. got the best talent and they underperform. So, you know, it's just like whatever. I you know, let's not get into the whole where Ohio State I don't know why the media and sports media puts them on top of the world. Uh, again, I'll just take my shot at Ohio State. 1980, UCLA goes to Columbus. 17-0, UCLA walks out in a silent stadium. Boom. <laughs> so the Rose Bowl still means something to you. Yeah, the back to, uh, the back very, to back very Big Ten so. matchup. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Yeah. I, listen, I like Olave, too. I think Olave is one of the top receivers in the country. I mean... The dude is a stud, but the, the rest of their or and I like I, I got to tell you, Gene Smith, the AD, is a great guy. Um, you know, he played on the Notre Dame national championship team, I think, in sixty, oh, maybe seventy three, seventy two, seventy three. Great guy. Um, you know what though? He's he's old school though, so he's probably going. What is going on? That's my guess. It's crazy right now. Uh, it seems inevitable yeah, yeah. when you're making games like the Rose Bowl meaningless for some of the players that the only way to save yeah. this and, and have more bowl games included in terms of being prominent and important is to expand to 12 or 16 teams, no? Hey, hey, now we're on to something. But but guess what? I mean, the the leadership on the top of the NCAA, and I can say this now because I've been in broadcasting for 25 years. What? Is someone going to fire me? Who cares? I don't care. And, but 
But the reality is this. The people at the top of the NCAA, I think it's Mark Emirate, Emirate, totally soft, you know, woke, whatever. Like, dude, you know what? Figure it out. The NCAA basketball franchise makes so much money. They include everybody. You know what? Expand the CFP. I mean, it's not that difficult. And I hate to expose people, but you know what? I'm gonna because it should be done. And you're right. It what it what happens by not doing so? All these bowl games get watered down. Players don't want to play. Uh, kids hop in the transfer portal like uh, your toast pops out of the oven, you know, out of the toaster every day. It's like, who knows? I, I, it, it's people become disinterested in things like that, and and the NCA better be careful with football. Listen, we will all agree the NFL is the best franchise on the earth, right? Like, and the NFL, there's. 32 owners. They stay consistent. They stay in lockstep. If they need to expand, they expand by two teams, maybe, once every five years or so. And might they expand to London? That's the next. I'm, I'm starting a rumor here. Why wouldn't, why, why not? Yeah, I don't, I was going to say, I don't. I don't understand. The NFL model works, and they expanded the playoffs, and some people griped about it. It's now at 14. Uh, You've got all these teams and cities still involved in it, and this watering down crap that the college football overlords have always claimed what happened is just nonsense. It is complete and utter nonsense. I I I totally agree. Hey, listen, we're singing from the same hymn book because it's frustrating, right? And I sense your fandom as well, and, and you know, yeah, I played a long time ago, but I'm a fan. Like, I love watching football, but not when it's meaningless. Like, it's – or teams just, you know, oh, hey, we can't show up tomorrow because, you know, three guys got COVID. Oh, okay, whatever. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. Speaking to Tom Ramsey, former <clears throat> UCLA quarterback and NFL quarterback, and talk about loving to watch football, uh, your UCLA Bruins – they are playing in the Holiday Bowl tomorrow, NC State. So I read an article. It was written some time ago. Um, they ranked the top ten all-time UCLA quarterbacks. You are on that list, and I would have to imagine your love for football, your love for US UCLA, that you keep an eye on it. And, of course, there's a local interest here in Las Vegas, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Not sure where he falls in the all-time rankings, but I'm curious on your thoughts on Dorian and the Bruins tomorrow against NC State. Well, NC State's a good football team, number one. So if the Bruins do not come and play their best game, they're going to get hit in the throat, and it will be a very disappointing Holiday Bowl. I'll just say that. So hopefully teams realize what's at stake in the bowl season, right? You get, you get a month additional time of practice, and you get to go recruit and say, hey, uh, Mr. You know, high school senior guy wanting to come to UCLA, we're at a bowl game. Come on over and watch, right? Turn, you know, tune in on the game, come to the game, whatever. Um, DTR, he is a conundrum to me. He, he is a wonderful athlete, a wonderful athlete, 
I don't believe, and here's, here's the conundrum. I'm going to say something that I probably shouldn't. I don't see him as a really good quarterback. I see him as an athlete that plays quarterback. Um, the way Chip Kelly's offense runs, it's a predetermined catch the ball, throw it to Steve, uh, gain of 15. Um, and that's how it is, left, right, you know, far, center, whatever. It, their offense is not overly imaginative, and it's not – you don't read coverage in Chip Kelly's offense. Aaron Rodgers would probably throw 95% in Chip Kelly's offense and never throw an interception just to say – just to give you a comparison model – a quarterback versus an athlete in the system. I can totally get on board and see where you're at. Now, I will dispute one thing in terms of saying he's not a great quarterback. He's a great athlete in the fact that I've watched Dorian since his junior year when he was a receiver for Tate Martell, his senior year as a quarterback, the Elite eleven. The one thing the kid has, yep. for whatever it is, is an uncanny ability to drop a dime with a cannon. So he, he, when he's on, he has that ability. But I can see where Chip Kelly's system has taken away from his game as a quarterback. And because he had to play behind Tate Martell, if he were to go on to the next level, and because of his athleticism, and because of his height, and the prototypical body, I could see him having to go back to playing receiver. Do you see him being able to take his athletic ability to the next level? I'll bet you $100 right now he never takes a snap at quarterback in the NFL. I won't take that bet because I'm with you. That's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. I think now, I, what hey, I will say hey, is his work ethic is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I love it. No, listen, listen, he's a UCLA Bruin quarterback. I mean, I love the kid, right? I mean, I love it. He beat SC. He hurtled over a Trojam into the end zone. I, I couldn't be more ecstatic that we hung 55 points on the lowly Trojans this year and they had to go to the shopping mart and go pick up Lincoln Riley. And I mean, I love it. I actually, it's a joyous, it's a joyous year, all right, when that happens. But... But Dorian is not an NFL quarterback. While he has a strong arm, um, you said he played receiver for Tate Martell. Tate Martell has been one of the biggest overhyped disappointments of a kid coming out of Bishop Gorman than I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I don't even know where he's at right now. He's been to like four colleges. And listen, he's actually, I was really hey, he's he was actually. But I've never, he was, yeah, he was actually here in town on the UNLV roster. Did he play? He barely played. He was hurt much of the season, okay. and he got a few snaps at quarterback, and they moved him for receiver. Man, I know, right? Crazy. Like, I want to see people succeed. I'm not a hater. I'm not trying to diminish anyone's abilities. I, you know, I'm an analyst, so I have to look at the game between the lines and tell people – a, a guy can play or a guy can't play. And when a guy can play, I'll talk about him all day long. If a guy can't play, I'll say, the guy can't play. Be, and don't waste your time trying to get him to play because if a guy can't play and can't make throws that NFL players have to make, uh, yeah, go to go to receiver, go to 
long snapper, go, <laughs> go be a gunner, go do a lot of things. Go get your master's degree. Why not? You know, I mean, yes. you can't play football forever. Uh, Tom Ramsey, let's close on this. Um, do we have an upset in one of the semifinals on New Year's Eve with Michigan, Georgia, Cincy, Alabama? I, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I, I should be somewhat careful. <laughs> let's hope so. Let, let's hope so, and let's hope it's Cincinnati versus, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Michigan. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. A Bruin rooting for a team that he's just beaten the tar out of uh, pretty much two out of three times. And, uh, you know, I go blue. There you go. <laughs> oh, no, that, that hurt to say. Uh, Tom, we <laughs> that appreciate hurt. it. That hurt. Yeah, have a, uh, have a good New Year's, and we appreciate you coming on for a couple minutes with us. Thank you. Always appreciate it, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. That was a good booking. He's fired up. Yeah, I like him. Still I, talking trash from his playing days. I like, uh, I like where, the soft comments. DTR is going to move on for one more year, isn't he? What do you think? I mean, they brought in Dylan Gabriel for a reason. He's going to play. I don't – I think – I think it depends on his bowl – I honestly think it depends on his bowl performance. I think that they're banking on whether his stock goes up or just plateaus off – tomorrow night's game on whether or not he decides to enter the NFL draft. That's the, that is the impression I'm getting. Domestic drafts under four bucks and appetizers for $2, $4, and $6, all at Twin Peaks. Thrown towards the net, Sorelli scores! Anthony Sorelli ties it. 3-3 with 2-10 to go in the second. Hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Knights expected back tomorrow. Mm. Not all of them, though. As uh, Pete DeBoer, COVID list. Brett Howden, COVID list. Petrangelo, Dadanoff were on the COVID list. So we'll see if they can make it to the finish line tomorrow. We're looking at the same situation potentially in the Las Vegas Bowl with Wisconsin and Arizona State. So very messy right now. Very messy. Very messy everywhere with everything local, right? Praying that the uh, UNLV has been affected, not because of them, not because of the Rebels. They're going to have some delays next week, if I'm not mistaken. San Jose has some issues. The Raiders, the 11 guys. I'm just reading the transcript because I didn't go out there and I didn't get on the Zoom. I was preparing for the show. Um, from Basaccia, and they, somebody asked about the Colts having a number of players. And that they're just going to focus. The Raiders are going to focus on what they have to prepare for and focus on their game. Bup, bup, bup. And then they asked him, "Do you have anyone on COVID?" He goes, oh, "I don't know. I'll find out around two o'clock." Well, now they got eleven. Um, and as you mentioned, the Golden Knights is now they were supposed to play tonight, and that's got pushed back. So instead, the season will resume off the holiday break tomorrow. Golden Knights have a date in L.A. Now, their date with L.A. last Thursday that was here was canceled. Um, the very last game that was played in the NHL was, from what the clip that you just heard, the Lightning here in Vegas. A lot of people think that could be a Stanley Cup final. A lot of people had those two penciled in the last two seasons. 
So hopefully, uh, with the move, with the uh, with what they just did in terms of allowing a taxi squad for emergency call-ups to overcome late breaking COVID uh, lists, hopefully that will help. Um, you know, we're going through it, man. And the bottom line is, fans, people, family members, leagues, coaches, staffs. We have to realize that we went through Thanksgiving and now we're going through Christmas and there's been bigger gatherings and this Omicron supposedly, um, I'll say it again, is supposed to be highly contagious, less severe than previous variants based off what I'm reading. Um, So there's going to be a lot of asymptomatic issues and I think that that is why we are seeing some adjustments in saying you test positive one day. And you test negative. There's no more 10-day waiting. And we just saw something that the CDC really came out with. Now the waiting period is down to five days instead of 10. So they're seeing that the asymptomatic situations, it's like somebody coming down. I mean, these days, how do you know if you have a cold, if you have the flu, if you have the, the Omicron, or excuse me, if you have COVID and it's the new variant, what it is? You just don't know. You just don't know. That's why they're being diligent with the test and allowing a little bit of lenience and sort of just stepping back from the 5, 10-day, whatever it may be. There's going to be a ton of adjustments over the next, I'd say, two weeks. Yes. But the next two weeks can be really messy, which includes the college football playoff coming up on New Year's Eve. Uh, I was reading a story today about Georgia, like, on high, high alert. You know, the game's in a COVID area in Miami. Yeah. You know, to... Tom Ramsey's point about us being, you know, soft, softer these days. I don't know if it's necessarily soft. Like, I have no problem with the Ohio State players opting out. It's a little late. Uh, I'm sure the rest of the team had an inkling that it was going to happen. So, I think mentally, Ohio State's not going to get destroyed by that. By the way, I'm waiting for the number to shoot down a little bit. It's probably not going too much. But I'll still take Ohio State. But for this national title thing, man, like, the, the, the next level dedication you have to have right now to – Stay out of harm's way, and you're prepping for a good opponent. It's tough on all, on all these on all these teams. It Alabama, is Cincinnati, Georgia, and Michigan. It is because even though we're we're close to two years, we're about three months shy of being two years into this. Right? We got basically the world shut down. What in first week of March, 2020? So we're yeah. about you know. I think, it's two start, I think it's a starting and stopping thing that's the most it infuriating. Is, it, it's like, hey, we're back to normal. No, you're not. No, we're not. And that's the thing is we're hey, still dealing something that's back with the, the nope. unknown. You know, uh, when when you compare and say, well, it's just the flu. We deal with this every year, influenza or this, that, and the different variants of the flu. Okay, but the flu has been around for longer than all of us. So this is something new that they're they're trying to, you know, deal with. And um, I frustrated i i am you know i uh i i love the fact that i have you know i can go certain places that i don't have to wear a mask and i don't have to worry about crowds you know and the two places i love to be if i'm not working are on a mountain or in a gym and being able to go into an empty gym or go onto a mountain without a mask is fantastic to do my recreational activity everywhere else you know and you know what there are some places steve that i like wearing a mask and those are places that, you know, if, if you happen to go into places where they still allow smoking, like a casino or a sports book or whatever. So um, the bottom line is, is this is this is just it's people just going to have to continue to be patient. And I know it's hard. I know it's difficult, but got to go through it. 
I think that we are seeing with these rule changes, though, they are seeing that they're doing everything they can to be lenient. And I think this this whole this whole fine line of asymptomatic and a quicker negative test still well, you got a negative test six days into your fourteen day wait period. Then it was a ten day wait period. That's no longer, especially in the NFL. So I think that we are seeing those specific situations, you know, that's that's a good thing in how they're changing these rules. All right, do you have questions? You're an eternal lockdowner. Forever masker. Sorry, I was just putting some hand sanitizer on. I I, I did see that. Our, uh, behind the scenes uh, video dealio. You're mad at LeBron because he sent out the meme, yeah, the I, Spider-Man meme, the the uh, yes. the three Spider-Mans with cold, COVID, and flu pointing at each other. Yeah. So Willie uh, Willie made a point on the rundown that uh, you know, like that maybe he's just implying that yeah, it's there's just so much going on, you can never know what it is. I just think it's irresponsible. I know that no one ever cares because. They have that platform. They can say what they want. But its he's got so much influence on people. And, yes, I'm not a doctor, but neither is he. And I think it's just putting it out there like, ah, you know, tomato, tomato, COVID, a flu. And I think we all know that's true. And if you don't, sorry, I can't help you. But What do you think? There's science behind this. Was there something behind LeBron putting up the, the COVID cold flu? Why not oh, use you think, your Willie? platform for something positive and constructive is all Does I'm he have saying. a higher level of responsibility? To not feed the beast, potentially. No. For COVID minimizers. No, no. But you know why he doesn't? Because he's a father, and he's a husband, and he's a family man, and he has the right to say whatever he wants to say. Just like a year ago when we were talking about different societal climate. Everybody has, professional athletes are people too, and they're dealing with it. They don't want to get sick, and... I 100% agree with that thing that he put up on his Instagram in that, you know, what is it? I just got done saying that I get this cough attack, and I've been getting it for a good six, seven, eight years. And I know I get it every first week of the March because I used to always get it when the Mountain West Conference Tournament would come here, and I would sit there, the Thomas and Mac hacking. And it's the same exact cough. It's a dry cough. I don't have COVID. I get tested, and if I haven't been able to be tested, the one scare that I had in my own head, I put it in my own head, was when I told you I interviewed a St. Louis Blue, and the next day he was put on COVID protocol. I had already been tested at the Raider facility, so I took it upon myself to go get tested, and it was negative. But um, I know I don't have it, so what is it? But do you know what it's like, Steve? Imagine what it's like. You can imagine. Because if you didn't know me and I came walking in here and I was hacking, you'd be like, Jesus, who is this guy? Why is he out in public and why is he coughing? So, you know, I got people looking at me sideways that don't know who I am, but, you know, that's just what it is. If I got if I, if I I got a cold, if I got allergies, if I got sinuses, but I know I don't have COVID, I'm going out. Going out. I'm going to get do what I got to do. I'm going to work. I'm going to, yeah. Mask up, Steve. Mask up. Get the hand sanitizer. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. So Carr takes a snap of the gun to drop a screen and he intercepted. He threw it right to the Bronco. This is a pick six down at the one yard line. Bradley Chubb, a disaster in Las Vegas. You're listening to Cofield and Company live at Twin Peaks. Well, unfortunately, as happens on a lot of Mondays, we've gone from talking about the really good, solid victory by the Raiders to stay in the playoff race and knock the Broncos down a notch 
We're talking about that. We'll get into that play there with uh, Chubb and Carr in a second, but the COVID list has taken over again on this Monday, so today the, today the Raiders have put Casey Hayward, Corey Littleton, uh, Denzel Perriman, Darius Fallon, and K.J. Wright on the list. We'll see if anyone else goes on the list. Um, news in from San Francisco, Jimmy G., with a right thumb UCL tear along with a fracture. So all of a sudden, the Niners' playoff hopes and season thrown for a loop. So the turnovers yesterday, that was the other story of the game, and had they lost, that would be the story today, right? If it were not for the defense and the dominating performance of giving up 158 total yards to the Broncos, there were some sloppy plays yesterday, and that was one of them. I got right? news for you. That was it's one of them. Derek, story, Derek yeah. Carr throwing. Well, it is a story moving ahead because it's a story that we had coming into this game. Yeah. The run of turnovers recently just is not acceptable. They've overcome them, yeah. but there is going to be a team on the other side, and it may be the Colts with Johnny Taylor. Yeah. I don't know if it would be Carson Wentz taking advantage of it, but there's going to be an avalanche in one of these games if they continue to turn the ball over three and four times. It's horrible in what these Raiders have been doing lately. They have committed 10 turnovers in the last three games. Granted, they won two of them, but... And here's the thing. In all three of those games, this is, this is what blows my mind. In all three of those games, they did not force a turn. The Chiefs did not turn the ball over in the 48-9 thumping. The Browns did not turn the ball over in the 16-14 win. The Broncos did not turn the ball over yesterday. Raiders, 10 turnovers. Since their bye week, they have committed 17 turnovers. They forced four. They're minus 13 since week nine. Now, leading up to the bye week, their 5-2 stretch, that's the start to the season, they had committed five turnovers. They had forced nine, so they were plus four. Now they're minus 13 since the bye week. You don't want to do that against a team that right now, if you ask anybody, well, I don't want to say anybody, but a lot of people, listening to a lot of people today, throughout today, the AFC team that you see challenging the Chiefs, the surging Chiefs that won their sixth straight AFC West title, two-time AFC champs. Who's the team that can challenge them? And they're saying... It's the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts rank third in the NFL in least amount of interceptions thrown and fifth in interceptions. 17 interceptions they've snagged. They've thrown seven. Uh, You do not want to turn the ball over against this team. They are number two. Their defense ranks number two with 31 turnovers snagged. 17 committed. They're 7th in the league. 7th fewest, so they're plus 14. The Ultimate Sports Lodge, where you can watch every game in HD. The beer is an icy 29 degrees, and the food leaves you coming back for more. Twin Peaks Lodge in Henderson.